custom sing situations let's take our current world we could very easily become hard-hearted toward our world if we view it without the love of god and without his perspective of what's happening and so our we have to adapt our mind from what was already established into what he wants us to see and what he wants us to do hey everybody welcome to summit up brought to you by the summit dover if religion is bringing more questions than answers, you're in the right place. I'm here with Josh and Skyler. I'm Kyle and the man with the answers, Pastor Rob Coburn. Okay, guys, so let's dive back into inheritance for one quick chat about our lenses and how we view our inheritance. And uh, last episode, we talked about the prodigal and we saw two different ways that the inheritance was viewed. One, wanted access to the inheritance, took it, wasted it on crazy living, came back, was welcomed back into the fam, and the other son didn't access inheritance. There is a position that we need to focus on in ourselves. And we talked about renewing of the mind. Josh, you said uh, some things about renewing of the mind that we we really have to do that. Kyle, you said that. Skyler, you said that. So I wanted to take a minute or two and just talk about lenses that distract us from seeing our true inheritance. And that can mean that we don't actually take, take possession of healing. That means we may not take possession of our, uh, of our financial blessing in the Lord. We may not take just emotional health that comes through knowing the Lord. And so um, I just wanted to take a minute and talk about lenses. In Numbers 13, we see the spies, the promised land, 10 were bad, two were good. Don't remember the whole song, but I know that it was fun uh, whenever I was little. But 10 were bad, two were good. We know they went in there and 10 had the wrong lenses on and two had the right lenses on. And so they went into the promised land. The 10 saw the giants were huge. We can't ever take them. We need to, you know, not, not try this thing. Two said, we've got God. Like, doesn't matter how big they are. We've got the winner. Um, and, uh, and so their lenses were good. And so I just wanted to take a minute and chat about how our lenses can be distorted. I know uh, uh, there's somebody that, that I'm connected with that just had lens surgery on their eye. And they said whenever they, they did the surgery, it only took a few minutes. But when they did it and their lens was a little bit awkward, everything in the room was distorted. And so when our heart, see, we process everything through our heart. So when our heart lens is distorted or we have a hardened heart, the lens becomes flat. And it's not curved to where we can actually see what we really need to be seeing. Yeah. And I think a really good quote is that really kind of ties into this is every fear and anxiety that we have is from a distorted view of our God. Say it again. Every fear or anxiety that we have is from a distorted view of our God. Yeah, that's so powerful. If we have the right view of God, we will see his love in every situation because his, as a father, he wants our success. As a father, he wants us to bring other people into the family, be a connection agent. As a father, he only wants the best for us. And that's a hard thing for a distorted heart or a distorted lens to receive 
because we often see love as hurt because we've been wounded before. And so um, when, when we talked last episode, Skylar, you mentioned about, you know, loving our enemies and, you know, those who persecute us and all that, all that, that Jesus calls us to. I think that a lot of it comes down to the past injuries that we have in our heart that distort the lens. And so when we actually encounter unconditional love, we often see it as something else. Yeah. Cause we can't, we don't, we can't recognize it. Uh, you know, we can't, when you're, when you're lenses, so I wear contacts and uh, I know when I'm going to need to repair or change out contacts because it's disposable because I'm, I'm starting to see like, to a Josh over there. I said, that's <laughs> not quite that's not good. No, one of you's enough. <laughs> yeah. Uh, two of you. yeah that's, that's definitely need to get those eyes changed, but or contacts changed. But so it, it, it is, it is how you see it. And it's, if it's changing the way you respond in a, in a situation in which it does. So it's like, it's my depth perception is all off. I can't, you know, so now I need, I need to do something about this because there, there's just something not right about the way I'm seeing this, situation I'm in dealing with my kid or uh, my wife or something that's going on that I'm not seeing the picture correctly. And that I think is a reset. I think that when you, when you can't recognize it anymore and you're not in that place uh, because that, you know, that when you see your lens, you know, you're off and that's when you have to be reset. I think it is so hard to see a situation that we've seen before negatively to now go back and see it from a positive perspective because there, there are pathways in our brain. I'm not proposing that I understand all that, but there are things that get ingrained in our brain that we continue to process things in a broken way that when we need to see it in a new way, in a sanctified way, in a way where the Lord has said, I've healed that for you. Our, pathways would still say you need to see it that other way. So sometimes it's very hard when we get accustomed to seeing situations. Let's take our current world. We could very easily become hard-hearted toward our world if we view it without the love of God and without his perspective of what's happening. And so our we have to adapt our mind into from what was already established into what he wants us to see and what he wants us to do. And I think just listening to you guys talk about this, I feel like for, you know, I don't know how many people, a lot of people, some people, whatever, that admitting that you need to look at something from a different point of view or actually seeing it and then saying, okay, I see it differently now is admitting that maybe you were wrong before. And that can be a big hang up for some people to admit that they were wrong. It's a pride. Yeah. Yeah. That's a big blow to the pride. Yeah. When you have to admit that you didn't see it quite right. But then you're also admitting that I see it right now, you know? Yeah. And that's growth. Yeah. Isn't it interesting that our perspective can actually turn into our minds as to be truth, even if there's not one true fact Mm. involved. So our perspective on a situation in our mind is straight truth. It has to be. It's our perspective. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. But there could be no truth in that situation. And yet we view it as truth, as gospel. It's done. And we begin to judge from that perspective. I, interesting. You made me think, I don't know, was it today or the other? Whatever. I was outside and I was looking one way with my dogs, right? Blue sky, beautiful. 
like, it's a beautiful day. Turn around, look behind me, dark storm clouds coming. I'm like, hmm, it's not a beautiful day. I was wrong, but I was only looking the one way. So, yeah. Yeah, it's a great picture because if you only look one way and you don't kind of look back, look around, kind of look at all sides, it, you, you do have to gain perspective from all different sides of the, uh, the spectrum to be able to make a informed decision. Yeah, I, I think that Jesus addresses this in Luke 16, 31. It says, but he said to him, so we're talking about Lazarus being raised from the dead. He says, but he said to him, if they do not hear Moses and the prophets, neither will they be persuaded, though one man risen from the dead. He was saying they're so, they're not hearing the prophets. So even if they see a man risen from the dead, they're still going to doubt because they're bent that way. And the great thing is, is that when we renew our mind with the word, washes all that stuff out, but it also straightens out the crooked places. And allows us to see miracles. The one reason why the church has not seen miracles, I believe, is because we have a hardened heart. We have a hardened heart that doesn't allow us to stretch ourselves to actually see the miracles of God. And so we walk past the, we walk past the people that God is pricking our hearts for that need a miracle today. And we walk right past them because our hard heart doesn't allow us to love them in their situation and to love them out. So when you have, uh, I'm going to go, when, when you have a perception or a, you're seeing things maybe, maybe skewed and um, someone is trying to, you're, you're trying to get that across, your, your opinion across, and then you're in a somewhat of an argument, which, which society we're in that today because we're, we're somewhat divided, if, if I can say that. Somewhat um, divided. I, I would say. <laughs> you I, want I a little say, sugar? <laughs> I, I was like, so you have either have a blue lens or a red lens, which one? Yeah. Right. So it's like it, it seems somewhat to the point where can, where is there ground and it's always when we we talked about truth before a couple episodes about where where we can find truth and that's the tension between two extremes and you look at that um but but if you only see red you can't see purple you can't see any type of other color other than that how how can you see the spectrums of 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 the other side of cur- of the blues and the things that you can you know make blue color sure if we're playing with colors if you're so focused on red and be and it's because you can't stand blue. What are you doing to the green? Yeah, you know what I mean. That's that you're not even. They're not even in your mind. That color's not even in your mind, but it still exists. Yeah, it's there. Right. So, uh, so this is this is one thing I learned a long time ago, and it can be challenging to us sometimes. But we read scripture in the way that we were, the way that we're bent, the way that we're raised. So, if you were raised as a rich child, you will read scripture from that perspective and you will see wealth all throughout the Bible. If you were born poor, not broke, but poor, then you will see poor throughout the Bible. If you were born, anyway, you get my drift that, that as you, your perspective actually changes how you consume content. Okay. So one of the things that's been a huge challenge to me over the years that I've really had to embrace is that whenever I get into situations where I'm reading scripture and somebody may even be teaching me scripture, I have to lay down all of my beliefs and then 
listen, listen to the Holy Spirit as I read in Second Corinthians, whatever this topic is. I have to lay down my beliefs about that because there could be truth that I can't receive because my heart may be hard on that topic. And then at the end of that reading or at the end of that teaching, if everything that I believe still matches the word, I can pick it all up and take it with me. But there's been many times over the last 10 years where I've gone into those situations with the Lord and I've been reading the scriptures and I've laid down things. And whenever I went back to pick things up, there were things that I brought to the table that I no longer could hold on to because it didn't match the word. And so, but if you don't do that, then you will always read the scripture with the lens that could be distorted. And God would be transparent here too. So personal life. So it's, you okay? Expectations uh, can be set by based on perception and how you live life, how you manage life, how you deal with uh, stress and anxiety. So the and and I'm just using these two examples for myself. I I have uh, certain expectations, and when they're not met, so based on my childhood, based on how I you know was raised and everything that I've experienced, I I have certain expectations, right. and and based on what I feel should happen because of just the way I was raised. And when those expectations don't, aren't met, um, then, then that's when you're set aside where, where that's when anxiety can come in. That's when fear can come in. That's when say uh, your frustration can come in and, and you lose perception. You lose uh, uh, being able to see things clearly because you have unmet expectations and um, I heard a good message in a wedding once uh, about uh, unmet expectations and how where where does conflict begin? You know, and I and I think that's where it starts. But it also starts in in how you see the situation, and and I think that plays in a role where you have to you if it's a, a disagreement between two people, you have to sit down, like you said, you had to sit down and you had to lay everything down, and you had to just say, I'm not going to look at it this way, even though that's how I would normally process life and, and make decisions in this process, I have to lay it down and really, uh, listen and, and understand that, well, maybe my, the way I'm seeing it is incorrect. Right. And I think that like, we've already mentioned it a little bit, but there's that false narrative that's so ingrained in us that if we, if we lay it down and say, you know what, I'm going to allow my beliefs to be confirmed or challenged or whatever, I'm going to lay them down and say, okay, I'm going to be open. We take that as almost as we're like denying everything we believe in. And like, that's a terrible thing and we were wrong. And all of a sudden, like everything we knew and believed was wrong. That's not the case. We're just saying, listen, maybe I have a skewed view. It's going back to your story of where you were with the dog and you're looking at the sky. It's like, we have so much examples today of where one person is looking that way and someone's at their back looking the other way and they're arguing left and right about what kind of a day it is outside and they both have a little piece of truth in their peripheral because jesus is standing over to the side of them and if they were just to turn together and meet their eyes with jesus they would be able to see that like oh here's what the truth is I had some things right. I had some things wrong. But here is what the complete whole truth is. It's a person. We talked about that the other episode, that Jesus is the truth. The truth is a person. 
And when we come face to face and we come into his presence and let him speak about it, let him show us what it is, then that's when we can really have that truth ingrained and planted and rooted inside of us. Man, that is an awesome picture. That yeah. That is a promotional video if I've ever seen one. I, can, I, I see <laughs> We need to do that. <laughs> yeah, that's Man, great like stuff. <laughs> great like stuff. It. So having a viewed, a skewed perspective, think about this. They, The Jews missed the Messiah because he didn't look like what they thought he looked like. Mm-hmm. They missed Jesus altogether. Number two, when the disciples were in the boat, Jesus came walking on the water. They actually said, it's a ghost. I mean, I'm paraphrasing, but they said it's a ghost. They missed Jesus because they had an expectation that he may not be there. And he was. And I think that in your illustration, he's always there. He's always there. And we may have a perception that he's not in our situation, but he is. And many times as as I've worked with people and talked with people and counseled people over the years, to process through difficult situations we have to go back and find the Lord in them because he's always present. And even in those dark times, there is hope, there is truth and he's there. So let's just get into the place where we expect him to be there, but we don't expect how he's going to be there and start to look for truth in every situation, laying down our lens because it could be skewed and only picking it back up when we look through scripture at the problem or the perspective there. Right. And then, and then again, that can come into identity as well, because again, it's the way you see yourself and it's the way you see a situation. And, and the only way to get the uh, identity that you have is to receive that, to read, to understand that. But again, um, you, you, the, like, again, in my personal life, I have to lay down the way that I, I would normally see something and and look at it from a different perspective and that is where like and you just said quite beautifully where truth can be so let's check our lenses let's compare them with the word which is always clear and let's make sure that we're allowing the word to change the format of our lenses so that we can see truth we can see it clearly and we can judge the situations that we're in not from our skewed perspective but from god's perspective and we'll see the real world. That's a whole new spin on Vision 2020. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Okay, can you think about that though? Like, think about it right now. As as it, ending in 2019, everybody planned for 2020, where vision is going to be big. Well, it's a whole new perspective. Honestly. Didn't see this coming. Didn't see this coming. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's wild. <laughs> Thanks, guys. <laughs> Check our lenses. Thanks for listening to another episode of Summit Up. You can check us out at thesummitdover.com and you can email us at summitup at thesummitdover.org. Oh.